It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Poland's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. Uh, I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Poland's squad for the 2022 World Cup. at the beginning i don't actually have much to add to them other than to just repeat them uh we talked about them um being better in qualifying and having generally poor showings in the final so 2016 was the only time they passed the group stage uh but of course poland fans feel that they're a better team than that and would certainly like to see them uh, go beyond the group stage as they did in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s, where uh, I think they got two third place finishes um, in those World Cups. Uh, we talked uh, quite a bit about, at the beginning about the firing of managers. So uh, through the course of this, we did see that uh, the new manager brought in quite a few new players in March 2022 and uh, kind of experimented with them a bit uh, in the June games. And uh, now um, uh, that leads to a new problem, which I'll get to uh, soon. A couple of players did kind of go off the team uh, um, with the coming in of the new manager. Uh, but basically more came in than went out. So uh, I'll, I'll actually uh, jump to that point right away and say, I think uh, Poland's biggest concern is that they have too many players kind of on the plate right now and they're going to have to narrow this down uh narrow this down but especially in the central midfield uh um they have a lot of players shuffling in and out and seem kind of undecided uh, as to a starting squad actually one of the overarching issues for me at this world cup is whether it's better to start with uh, a really steady group of players uh, or whether it's better to have a bit of rotation uh, among the players, perhaps three players, kind of three starters for two positions, and then uh, giving giving those players a rest. But anyway, Poland has even a bit more than that, uh, and, and will only be allowed to bring 20, 26 players, so uh, they'll have to cut some, and we'll talk about that later. The other point I made above was that this was a period of relative strength, uh, for Poland, and uh, I don't really have much more to say about that. Um, uh, but so far, that strength has uh, really just meant reaching cups rather than actually performing well in cups. So again, that's something they will want to see in this cup. Let's talk about club affiliations on the whole. So we see uh, a lot of players uh, actually leave uh, leave Poland and join uh, clubs in in other countries, especially in Europe. So right now, I actually don't have air. Uh, excuse me. I, I see that um, there's only a, a small number of players who actually play for clubs uh, in Poland. And uh, one of those is Grosicki, who plays for Pogon Szczesin. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking hard for another, but I can't find one. Uh, most of them seem to uh, gravitate towards Italy. So we have 
uh, uh, several players, maybe a third of them playing uh, for clubs in Italy and some of the bigger clubs too, like Juventus and Fiorentina, uh, but also some with uh, smaller clubs uh, like Spezia and uh, Sampdoria uh, along that kind of level. Uh, and then in every other country uh, too. So, of course, uh, Lewandowski uh, has recently moved from Bayern Munich to Barcelona uh, in Spain. So he's with uh, the very toppest of clubs. And um, and we we saw that um, uh, we, they have one player who uh, signed a contract in Russia, so uh, wasn't allowed to play. So those who were playing for Russian clubs have generally been loaned out now to uh, clubs outside of Russia because the federation uh, uh, basically told them to do that. Uh, among the team, the players with uh, teams in England. Uh, it's not really the top teams in England, but kind of the, let's say, the uh, bottom half of the uh, Premier League there. So teams like Aston Villa, Southampton um, uh, and Brighton are represented. Uh, and even uh, uh, even uh, Barnsley, um, Michael Halleck, one of their lesser used players, uh, that's a second division team in uh, England. And then, of course, Germany, they have a few players with uh, teams like Wolfsburgs and uh, Augsburg and Bochum. So, again, not really the top-level teams in Germany, uh, 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 but um, uh, good teams nonetheless. So um, that's the story of Poland. They tend to leave Poland um, once, once they're able to sign on with uh, uh, bigger teams in Europe. Okay, club affiliations. Let's talk about uh, age and experience a little bit now. So if you've been listening to other podcasts, you'll know that I've been working on a kind of a, uh, a bit of a statistics page. And uh, I'm looking at the total number of candidates uh, that the team is kind of uh, has on their plate, if you will. And so I basically uh, uh, compiled a list of players who have been called up since 2020. And the average uh, is about 51. And Poland is lower than that uh, with 44. So uh, that's actually kind of a good thing in a way. There are a couple of teams in the 60s, like USA and Mexico and Ecuador. And it just seems like they have way too many players floating around to say nothing of the disappointment of those players because less than half of them will make it uh, to the final squad. So um, 44 is a good number uh, of players to be, uh, uh, to be juggling. And it's, uh, it's lower than most teams, uh, actually. But uh, most of those players for Poland um, are at the uh, definite, likely, or possible. So they have 36 players under consideration, and that is actually higher than average. So uh, they've been giving these players uh, game time, uh, you know, uh, kind of testing them out. And uh, they will have a bit of a problem uh, cutting 10 of them because uh, 10 of the players we listed as possible or higher here uh, will have to go. And just an exam, as an example, uh, 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 for goalkeepers, they have one 
uh, one definite and I believe it was two likely and one possible. So, uh, you know, uh, one of them's got to go. And there's always room for a couple of surprises that it may be one of the likely ones uh, who don't end up making the squad. The third stat we have is players who are in the definite or likely category, and that's 22. So uh, even uh, if we have a couple of surprises, let's say, and a couple of players uh, are cut there and it goes down to 20, uh, at 22, it, it means only four of the possible players can be added uh, unless you start cutting the, the likely uh, or players get injured, and, and Poland does have some injury problems, which we'll talk about soon. So the coach uh, had some headaches there. He's basically got a cut, um, uh, basically got a cut, uh, 10 players, and, and doesn't have uh, uh, a lot of room to work with there. Okay, some of the other stats we look at are average age of the, club, uh, of the team. Now, this actually doesn't, matter much because we have seen older teams win world cups the advantage being that they're more experienced and uh, uh, more experienced and probably uh, have a better chemistry on the field because they've been playing together for a long time uh, on the other hand the uh, younger teams have the advantage of youth uh, and speed uh, probably speed uh, so it's hard to say uh, what it actually means uh, but I'll just say that this is at the slightly higher range. Uh, 25 to 27 is basically the range. And the average I have right now is 26.3. So they're just slightly higher than that. So uh, no particular issue to talk about there. Average number of caps is 28.6. And uh, this is actually slightly, also slightly above average, which kind of uh, goes hand in hand with the team being slightly older than average. Um, the total number of goals is is kind of an interesting one. I'm still kind of learning how to interpret it. Uh, 171 for uh, Poland, and this kind of takes me by surprise because I don't really see them as a high-scoring team, but I'm beginning to change my mind uh, when I see uh, the other forwards they have beside Lewandowski with the uh, uh, percentages that they have. Uh, maybe I got to start looking at Poland as a scoring team. But, you know, I generally watch them in the Cups where they haven't been, uh, they haven't been uh, at their best, I would say. And uh, they seem to me a team that kind of struggles to score, even though I know the reputation of Lewandowski. Uh, so they'll be looking basically this, this, this uh, stat indicates that they score a lot of goals in qualifying. And so Polish fans will be looking to see that in the cup. Uh, just one more interesting detail here. Uh, I, I, I didn't take out Lewandowski's goals. Uh, I reduced them to an average scoring ratio of 25%, which is a, uh, maybe an average scoring ratio for fours. So uh, with Lewandowski reduced to average, uh, the number of goals goes down to 128 so basically Lewandowski is responsible for um, an inordinate number of goals for them. Now it, it, it stands to reason because he is the forward, but he's particularly pro prolific. Uh, Lewandowski has 76 goals in his 132 games. So he actually accounts for, uh, you know, about 40% of, of these goals that we see here. 
So uh, with uh, Lewandowski's uh, um, uh, goals reduced, uh, it ends up being fairly uh, uh, average. The average is 117 goals. Nevertheless, maybe we got to change our uh, perception of uh, Poland uh, as being potentially a high-scoring team. When we look at the average of goals per player, uh, 4.8, that's also uh, quite a bit higher than other teams. And again, it would be two. It would be 3.6 uh, with with Lewandowski's goals reduced to the average, and 3.6 would uh, be slightly below. Uh, other teams, but um, not sure where all this is leading. But uh, uh, Poland could be a high-scoring team if they find their form in the cup. Having said that, they're usually playing uh, weaker teams in qualifying, so it stands to reason they would score more goals. But particularly, uh, Poland wants to see Lewandowski with his shooting boots on. Okay, let's take a look at some of the players and issues to watch. Actually, not that many with uh, uh, with um, Poland, uh, but one of them is whether the defense should be a three or four man back line. So uh, we did actually see that they usually go with a three man back line, and then interestingly, in the Nations League uh, Cup, and this is largely under the new manager. Uh, he went back to a four-man back line for the first four games and then for the last two games returned to a three-man back line. So perhaps he decided that that's the, the best fit for Poland uh, as the other managers had uh, decided also because uh, they also generally favoured a, a three-man uh, back line. So um, I guess I'm expecting to see the, the three central defenders in the cup and then uh, uh, the left and right defenders either moving up or that winger position being played by uh, an actual winger. All right. Uh, they, in the central midfielders, have, have decisions to make. Uh, it seems a bit unsettled. It's more than just a rotation of three or four players. It's really, you know, I'd say six or seven players coming in, none of them playing much more than half the games, you know. So uh, to me, that means that it's players kind of getting used to different players all the time. And the advantage of having a saddled squad would be that you, you know, the, the players around you are predictable because you play with them a lot. If those players are always changing, uh, it may be harder to develop chemistry on the team. Uh, they also really got to settle on the uh, on the wingers as well. Again, um, maybe a few too many players jumping in and out of those positions. Uh, we did see Joswiak. Uh, as being very stable on the right side, ironically uh, being a left winger, but he, he was uh, kind of ensconced in the position on the right side. Uh, but then halfway through qualification, he disappeared, and they used a whole bunch of different players in that position. And as I said, even in their September games here, uh, used two different players in that position, so they're not settled. Uh, I would say Frankowski on the right side and uh, 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 I can't even say on the left side, Puchak uh, or Zalewski 
Uh, Zalewski actually did play the two games in September there, so perhaps they are saddling on him. Okay, and then the final uh, player issue in the forward line is um, uh, goals are, are those players. We saw that the attackers really have good uh, scoring records. I, I never actually uh, uh, went over that, so let me just tell you. Uh, the percentages there. Robert Lewandowski scores in 57% of his games, 58% of his games. That is incredible for attacker. Even 40% is a really high scoring ratio. Uh, and even though the other forwards have uh, fewer um, uh, fewer games under their belt, uh, Arkadus Milik has a 25% ratio. Uh, Pia Tech is at 40%, 43%, that's 10 goals in 23 games. Swiderski also uh, 44% with 7 goals in 16 games. And who was the other one? Buska, 5 goals in 9 games. Uh, you know, I doubt he'd keep up that average, but that's over 50% too. So their forwards really... Uh, 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 score a lot of goals. Uh, I gotta say though, uh, none of the other players uh, really do uh, score that many goals. So most of those guys are under fifteen percent. Um, you know, so they really rely on the forwards to put the balls in the net. The question being, are we going to see it in the cup? So, as I said, Lewandowski did score three goals in the Euro twenty twenty. Uh, but they only earned a single draw in that tournament. So they want to kind of get meaningful production uh, to get past the group stage. All right, let's take a look at some of the new names. So if you want the details on these, you'd have to kind of go back to the player-by-player player, uh, section. But actually, the first new name is manager uh, Seslor uh, Mik uh, Mikniewicz. Um who just came in in uh, uh, well after the finish of the regular round of qualifying, but his first uh, major game for the team was the uh, playoff game, which they won over Sweden to get to this. But he did the Nations League games too, uh, but still uh, quite new to the squad. In goal, we have uh, Bartholomew uh, Dragowski, who we consider a likely candidate. And we also have Camille Grabara, who we consider a possible candidate, uh, but uh, they're going to have to cut, uh, which we'll get to soon when we do the uh, kind of starting lineup prediction. Uh, in central defense, we have Jacob uh, uh, Kiwior, who seems to be making good inroads to the, to the squad, as does Matty Cash, uh, the right back. And uh, Robert Gumney is in there too. And Matty Cash we have as definite to make the cup and Robert Gumney as possible. Uh, and we move Jacob uh, Kiwior up from uh, possible to likely because he uh, he started in the uh, September games here, um, started both games. In the midfield, we have uh, Simon Zurkowski. Uh, he's new to the team also. And uh, Sebastian Szymanski, uh, both of those are likely candidates. Oops. Um, yeah. Uh, Simon Zorkowski and 
Sebastian Szymanski. And in the forward line, we have two also, uh, Adam Buxa, um, scoring a lot of goals, and Christoph Piatek. So uh, having done this podcast, I'm a bit more excited about the forwards here. Uh, but again, uh, will they get the service that they've been getting in qualifying? Let's take a look at injury concerns. I'm going to start with uh, lesser used players. So fortunately, uh, most of these injuries are to players uh, not not kind of key players. Uh, so we have a few who are uh, basically were in the possible but unlikely categories. And so I'll start with those uh, for dramatic purposes. Uh, Camille Pestka, and uh, I'll just uh, actually look up um, when they're due back as we're talking about this. But he is out with a, a, a sideband tear, uh, whatever that is. And uh, his on, his return date is unknown. We're a couple of months out from the cup here, so there is a chance that they'll return. But I got to say, an unknown return date uh, is a bit of a concern, even at this point. Um, uh, Arkadus Reka, uh, he is out with uh, muscle injury, also an unknown return date. Uh, Marcin Kaminsky, um, uh, that is a, a laceration. That basically just means a cut of some kind, return unknown. Uh, so depending on the kind of laceration, that looks like something he could recover for. But again, he was possible but unlikely. So was uh, uh, Bartol Salomon, uh, the centre-back who was out with uh, abductor problems. Again, an unknown return date. Now we move to um, uh, light, or sorry, possible... A possible candidate was Jacek Goralski, and um, uh, he has a muscle injury with an unknown return date. So, uh, But you would think a muscle injury may be something he can recover from before the cup. Okay, getting more worrisome, uh, we have Arkadus Milik, who we saw uh, was out for quite a while, uh, even during the... Uh, uh, the games that we looked at in this period and um, I'm just trying to look up his problem I actually think he might be back in action and uh, he was on the bench for the September games actually subbed in so it looks like kind of whatever kept him off the squad uh, he's over so uh, actually I'll remove him from the injury list here I'm glad to see him back uh, Jacob Moder um, Jacob Moder is uh, with Brighton, so he's uh, we've seen uh, in the Premier League that he's been injured uh, with a cruciate ligament rupture. Uh, now he was out in June, so um, uh, there is a chance that he could recover from that in time. But it sounds sounds pretty serious. Uh, he's listed as return unknown, so that's a bit worrying because he was a definite candidate. Same with the uh, other Premier League player, Matty Cash. Now, I think he is due back soon. Uh, yeah, he's uh, due back right around now from a torn tendon. So uh, with about uh, a month and a half to recover here, uh, he probably will be uh, okay. So um, uh, a few uh, injury concerns, and we will update in the update podcast there 
Okay, uh, now let's move on to notable absences. So I'm actually going to add a few names for those who just follow uh, kind of from World Cup to World Cup. Um, uh, Lucas Fabianski um, declared himself um, retired last August. So played a game in October, but it was a, uh, a kind of a farewell game. Uh, Camille Joswiak, uh, who we saw actually play the first half of this period as a, a fixture on the on the right wing, uh, but then in the second half he disappeared. Um, Maciej Rybas uh, was banned from the team because he uh, signed a contract with the Russian team, uh, whereas Polish players were told to uh, leave their Russian team. So. Uh, we won't be seeing him at the Cup. Um, and then, uh, uh, gone for a bit longer, uh, Jacob uh, uh, Blazikowski. Um, he had 108 caps with the team and uh, was the captain. Uh, but the World Cup was his last tournament. He uh, didn't uh, participate in the Euro 2020 Cup. So he's been off the team for a while. And uh, same with uh, uh, Lucas uh, Pitschek. And I got to I got to apologize to Polish fans for my brutal pronunciation of these names, but uh, it really is a jungle of consonants uh, out there. So I don't even know how you do it. Uh, I actually phoned a, um, a Polish uh, uh, friend uh, to go over these names, but I wasn't able to reach. Uh, reach him, so I was very fearful coming into this. Anyway, Lucas uh, uh, Pitchak, if you're watching on YouTube, you can at least see the spelling. Uh, he also wasn't part of the Euro 2020 squad, but he was a starter in the uh, World Cup 2018, even though he did lose his starting position. Uh, but he's been off the team for a while. But again, for, for people wondering where those 2018 starters have gone, there we have it. Okay, the last matter we're going to deal with is going through the team once more and uh, predicting the starters. So uh, we saw that they went through two managers um, firing one not long before the Euro Cup and the other um, basically uh, in December of last year after uh, qualification. So these poor managers uh, got Poland through qualification and then lost their job. You can hear the details in the player-by-player. Player. Anyway, it's uh, Seslo uh, Michnowicz, who is the manager for the team. I doubt they will change that now. Uh, and once again, you can see the, uh, the if their name is colored in gray there on YouTube, uh, that means they haven't been through a tournament before. Okay, for goalkeepers, um, Wojciech Sesny, uh, we almost certain he'll be the starter because uh, even when Lukas Fabianski was there, he still got the starting position uh, over him. However, they do have a bit of a, a headache for substitutes with, uh, um, uh, well, I, I would guess Lukas Skorupski uh, looks like he would be the first backup. So maybe the difficult decision is between the likely and the possible candidates Dragowski and Grabara, uh, but we're not really getting into that here, mainly focusing on the uh, 
on the starters. For central defence, I would say Bednarak and Glick have, have been the most steady uh, in that position. Uh, we talked about them using a three-man central defence. So um, it looks like Jacob Kiwior is moving into that position. I'm almost going to say, uh, I'm almost going to put him as a starter here because he's really uh, made inroads. Uh, started the two games in September uh, as a thing, but maybe that's too bold, and I'll just put him as a uh, as a definite substitute at least. Uh, among the other ones, uh, as I said, for the Nations League, they brought in uh, a different group um, of players, uh, kind of secondary players to try out. So it's really hard to say who among these players will uh, be chosen. Um, and uh, but generally they bring uh, probably around five central defenders so i think a couple of them will be but uh, i can't really hazard a guess as to uh, which player has much stronger chances than the others so uh Dawidowicz, Halik, and Wiateska seem uh, possible candidates whereas Salomon and Kaminsky seem possible but unlikely and we saw that Kaminsky is also on the injury list for left backs we have Timotus Pukas uh, so uh, I would say, uh, I wouldn't say uh, as a starter. Oh, that's tough. Uh, well, they got to use someone, but they sometimes bring people from a different part of the field. So I'm not confident enough. Okay, I'm going to put him as a starter, uh, but I'm not 100% on that. Uh, the only other candidates we have are possible but unlikely. However, there is a chance of a central midfielder uh, or even a left winger moving into that role. So, um, uh, no, I, I can't put Pukas as a starter. I just can't because there's too much chance it'll be someone else. Uh, on the right back, though, I'm a bit more confident in Berezinski as a starter. And uh, he, we have him as a definite candidate for the cup. However, uh, he is being challenged by uh, Matty Cash, who, despite being on the injury list, uh, should make it to the cup. Um, but I still think uh, Cash will be more of the backup there, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. We do have two possible candidates, Gumney and Kedziora, uh, uh, to be on the squad, but I don't think they're in the running as a starter okay uh defensive midfielder uh gregor's krichawiak i'm gonna say a definite because they're playing tougher teams here and so uh they will need a more defensive minded uh midfielder so i think he will be uh, a starter here uh, but i really am not confident enough to say anyone else uh, uh as a starter actually goralski is on the injured list uh, two, so that's another uh, strike against him as as a possible starter. So I'm going to leave those alone. Uh, Jacob Moda we have as a definite candidate, and who knows if he's fit, he could be a starter. But he's been out for a lot of games now, so we haven't seen him in the system uh, for a while. So I'm not bold enough to say that he'd be a starter. Uh, Matthias Klitsch and Carol Linetti. Well, I think one of those two will start, but I, I honestly can't say, uh, you know, which one will. Neither of them have played enough games to, to make an argument that they would be a starter. 
but they are often in the squad. Actually, Simon Zurkowski seems to be making inroads. Um, yeah, he actually did start the uh, one of the September games, so um, uh, uh, he's also a possible, but I think a little behind Klitsch and Linetti. Uh, left midfielders, again, Grosicki, Camille Grosicki has kind of been drifting off the squad, but then started to come back in uh, towards the end. But I certainly wouldn't have him as a starter because he really hasn't been. Uh, Zalewski um, uh, is a left winger. There's several left wingers who are uh, potential candidates uh, to start. And uh, I'm seeing Zalewski as having started both games uh, on the left. So I'm glad I kind of took the green uh, off of uh, uh, off of the left back there. Uh, Pukac. Uh, and uh, I think Zalewski is, is uh, Zalewski's a more likely starter. So I'm actually going to say him because he started the September games, but not with any great confidence. Uh, it's also the fact that the other players um, uh, don't uh, look far less likely than he does. Uh, Ribas actually is basically off the team because of signing that contract with the Russian team. Uh, Frankowski does seem to have been making inroads on the side on the uh, squad, and I believe he started in September too. The problem with uh, Berezuski, the left or the right back, uh, often moves into the position. So I'm not confident enough to say that Frankowski is a starter. He is if it's a left attacking or a right attacking midfielder. But as a winger, I just think there's uh, too many candidates uh, and they haven't really decided. So can't put him as a starter. Uh, Peter Zielinski, uh, wherever they use him, I think he'll be as a starter. <laughs> Just as an example, uh, in the three-five-two, they used him as a central defense, or sorry, a, uh, a central midfielder. Uh, that was in the second game uh, of the Nations League in September, and in the first game they used him as a right attacking midfielder. So the, the guy could be anywhere, but he usually is uh, on the pitch. Actually, uh, uh, Sebastian Szymanski also seems to be making inroads into the team. Uh, he did start one of the two games, uh, but I, I can't put him down as a starter. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, I'm, I'm fairly confident. In fact, I would bet one of my children that he's going to be a starter. Okay, I wouldn't bet one of my children, but uh, just <laughs> I do have that level of confidence. And because they often uh, do start with uh, two forwards, I think I'm going to put Swiderski as a... Uh, as a starter, am I? Um, well, definitely the backup uh, then. They had two forwards in one game in September, but just the single forward uh, uh, in the second last game. And uh, to be honest, they do that often enough that I don't think we can say Swiderski is a starter. But it's going to be interesting uh, among the forwards. Uh, keep your eye on who, whoever is uh, subbing in because the forward position uh, tends to be the one they sub, uh, usually at 70 minutes or so. Um, and so uh, the substitutes uh, make a big difference here. Uh, Arcud, uh, Arca 
Arcadius Millic has a big task ahead in um, in retain, resuming his position kind of as uh, one of the top forwards because Swiderski, Buxa and Piatek are all scoring uh, really well and Milik uh, has an injury concern on top of it so uh, it'll be tough for him to kind of get back uh, the the kind of start or the kind of uh, I wouldn't say starting spot but the, the place in his team that he had before uh, his injury however he was selected for the uh, September games and even subbed in so uh, a good uh, a, a good turn of events for him. That brings us to the end of this uh, uh, international soccer podcast on the players of Poland. And um, uh, keep in mind that we'll be doing an update uh, as new information comes out. So uh, sometime, I'm guessing, mid-November, uh, when we know who the uh, final selections are, we'll do a podcast there. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That is Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website is soccerfiles.captivate.fm where you can find all our podcasts. Also check the show notes for links to, uh, uh, to other podcasts relevant to this one. And see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>